1: Hi, Ella. We've got a great show today all around habits, behavior change, all the stuff that people get in touch with us about all the time. How can they make themselves do some stuff and stop themselves doing others? Our first question is from Hates Exercise, and she says, Have you always loved to exercise or did you have to talk yourselves into it? I didn't have any problem maintaining my weight when I was younger and now it seems like I'm getting bigger every year. Every day I have the same conversation with myself about how I should exercise, but something always comes up. I feel like I will never be happy unless I stick to a routine. But how do you force yourself to do something you know is good for you, but you would skip if you could?
0: Ooh, you think anyone can relate to this? <laughs> <laughs> but isn't her language interesting? She says, I feel like I will never be happy unless I stick to a routine. But she mm. she hates it, right? How do you how do you force yourself to do something that you know is good for you, but you would skip if you could? Absolutely. Obviously,
1: a lot of women I think have a thing where they hit a point in their life where maybe there's kids, maybe there's a really serious career commitment and they actually become more sedentary. They stay still more. So it becomes more of an issue because the everyday movement that they used to experience is gone. And suddenly it's something they have to try to do rather than something that's just there. You know, I was pretty lean throughout my whole twenties and thirties. And, and and there was a sense that I kind of, I stayed lean for free. And then you hit a certain age and you're like, oh, I have to work for this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when she said, have you both always loved to exercise? I actually had a little chuckle to myself. Tilly, have you always loved to exercise?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, if I'm honest, I still hate exercising. I mean, it's not a very fashionable thing to say, Ella, but really my happy place is to sit hunched up in front of a computer for 10 hours a day working very, very hard. That's what I like doing. And I actually find going to the gym quite humiliating. I I think sweating and jumping around and doing things badly is really embarrassing. Um, and I, yeah, I don't like doing things I do badly and I'm, I'm not well coordinated. Um, <laughs> you know, that thing where you're like in an aerobics class and everyone's going left and you're going right. Uh, yeah,
0: I know that super well, actually. <laughs>
1: But just generally, you know, I see myself as quite a strong person and then finding out that I'm not physically strong is a really horrible experience for me.
0: Her language is so interesting because she's like, I should exercise, but something always comes up. I feel like I will never be happy unless I stick to a routine. And then she says, how do you force yourself to do something? Like, I find this language so interesting. And this is such a common theme. Not exercising means my body sucks or not exercising means I'm lazy or I never stick to anything. But it's like this huge trigger, right? For like, you know, what I think about myself.
1: It's very clear that, that she's got it as this horrible, horrible thing that she has to do. Otherwise, everything's going to be rubbish.
0: And and what's so interesting here is that exercise is being in a gym. Like your grandparents didn't go to a gym. And if they did, their grandparents didn't, I promise. Like, <laughs> exercise does not equal gym, right? But that's what we've done to ourselves. I did more than that. I was like, exercise means I'm changing my body. Like exercise is hacking your body. It's almost like a punishment or a compensation, You know what I mean?
1: No, yeah, no, I do, I do. But honestly, Ella, I did try everything. It wasn't just gym. You know, I went to yoga. I had meetups with friends. I would arrange walks and talks instead of going to a bar. I, I just could not make myself stick to anything just because my life would get in the way. And and I think that that's partly because like a lot of our listeners, you know, I like to be involved in everything 100%. And so I'm super, super busy. So guess what? The thing I don't love falls to the bottom of the list. I mean, that's not so surprising. But the truth is, if you're setting it up as something that you really, really don't want to do, but have to, it's never going to work out for you.
0: Yeah, the thing that I ask people is if I told you that I could give you a magic pill to accomplish the exact same goal, would you take it? Well, yeah. <laughs> But I promise you there's a faction of people out there that feel like no. I mean, I love exercise. I love getting my blood going. And I think this, I think that the principles still apply here because I'm one of those people that really loves like a really intense workout and I feel amazing and it gets my endorphins going. And like I'm a crazy person if I go three days without that. And I still think that everybody on both sides of that experience can relate to the part where there is a part of our brain where we're doing this for an outcome.
1: You're right. Of course, if you can get to a place where you're doing physical exercise in a meaningful way that works for you and, and, and you get that wonderful endorphin rush afterwards and so on, you, you know, of course, there are huge, huge benefits to that. But We're not framing it that way with this letter and we're not framing. I've not been framing it that way in my life.
0: No. And the truth is, if we did things just because they were good for us, like we wouldn't need podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Just the idea of exercise is a barrier for people. They're like, oh, that thing I hate. No, I'm not doing it. Whereas if if you call it movement, maybe that's starting to turn into, you know, going for a walk or or I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree, Tilly. Like for people who genuinely the idea of going to a gym is just humiliating, like you said, or just the most unattractive attractive thing I, I would encourage you exactly to swap out the word exercise for movement and and think about what did you like as a kid what did you enjoy or what makes you feel happy and light and and do that so maybe that is just dancing in your kitchen maybe it is walking the dog and slightly more vigorously or you know yoga but yoga that you go in to experience the yoga not because you're going into yoga so you have a tiny tiny ass right <laughs>
1: Yeah. I think it's about finding something you love, Ella. And honestly, and this movement thing, I mean, we know that it reduces heart disease, stroke, diabetes, all of these things, but movement doesn't quite cut it. Like I I also want to be firmer and more toned and it doesn't just mean, you know, getting a dog and going for walks.
0: I know. I mean, let's just be honest. I believe that there is truth in the principle that you should stop beating yourself up over exercise. Like if you are in the, I would just take a pill if I could category, then I mean, yeah, you're missing out on some of the benefits, and obviously exercise is good for you, and yada yada yada. But none of us are like N- that's just an insufficient answer, right? Like walking my dog is still not going to get me where I need to be. It might help me make the mental switch, but it's not going to be like yes, I've achieved all of my goals.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to just reduce my heart
0: disease risk.
1: I like that wasn't enough for me
0: let's go back to her language. The thing that I want to point out to everybody is you don't have to exercise. Like I never want to hear the word should around exercise again. It's such nonsense. Like you get to make your own choices. You are an adult. Let's just stop the part where we say, oh, I wish, or I want, or I should. Like on the days that you don't move your body, I think there's so much power, Tilly, in saying today I choose not to, Exercise or today I get to exercise at 9:30 a.m. Do do you know what I mean?
1: I know exactly what you mean. It's about it's about taking accountability and moving away from that kind of victim mentality where life is this thing that happens to you and there's not much you can do about it.
0: And there's that pattern, right, where we we say I should do this, and then my body would look like this, and then it allows you to create language around I should and I'm not, therefore I'm gross, I'm lazy, I'm overweight, whatever whatever you do to yourself whatever your script is. And I'm saying, can we pattern interrupt? Can we say things like, I choose not to exercise because I hate it. Instead, I'm going to do X. Like, Just own your choices. There's so much more power and command and control in that.
1: I agree Ella and and I think there's something here in terms of shifting the thinking about time scales. I found a really important shift for me was not thinking I should do something now for how I'll look later, but actually shifting it to doing something now because of how I want to feel today, right? I have realized that although I do still hate that hour in the gym, I feel much better about myself and my choices and my ability to deliver on my own promises to myself if I go and exercise. Now, it wasn't that simple for me because I couldn't try and be someone else. I just can't be someone that loves exercise. That was a cul-de-sac. I tried it for, for a long time on and off. But being honest about what I am um, and what I need really helped, and and I thought, okay, so I really love people. I love strategic thinking. I love communicating. I love engaging. I love being creative. And I have managed to develop a relationship with a, a fascinating guy, a, a personal trainer, and I work with him now four times a week in the gym. And I'm not saying that I love the hot, sweaty, running around bit, <laughs> but because I am also business coaching him at the same time, my head is full of all of the kind of stuff I want to think about while I'm doing that.
0: Are you literally like on a treadmill? Business coaching him, what are you saying?
1: Well, that would be my ideal scenario, But he says that slows me down. So <laughs> whenever I ask him his business questions, while I'm actually working out, he's like, for later, for later, he makes me hold. But yes, yeah, so, so essentially, he works me very, very hard for an hour. And then we go and sit and have coffee. And um, I business coach him for an hour, we have a deal. So I have a commitment to someone and their own progression. And you know, it's starting to build a relationship where I care about him thinking that I'm progressing and him being pleased with what I'm doing in the gym. So it's a kind of two way thing. It basically, I've worked out how to push my own buttons, you know?
0: I love that you've tied it to something that is meaningful to you and does tap into your identity. I don't know if you hear this or if you're already seeing this, but it's showing you that you are that person. Like the person that you're saying that you're not, you actually are, and you're building up that identity at the same time. Like you're not a person who doesn't exercise, and you are a person who's getting capable in the gym.
1: But that is massive, Ella, and that's a show in itself, I think, because what i am constantly learning on this on this i don't know what you want to call it journey or path or whatever is is these limitations that we set ourselves we we can shift the dial on them entirely you know i i can you know not be this person and be another person you know just about everything is available to me i may not be able to be much taller but beyond that i can change myself in a myriad of ways It just takes a lot of work to get there. I I wish it was flicking a switch, but actually it's taken a lot of incremental experimenting and trying things and failing in order for me to become someone that now works out hard for four hours a week
0: yeah and can we just dispel another like internet notion i'm sure there are people who get up every day supercharged to go do their workout and i'm very pleased for them but everyone i know that is athletically inclined in any way we still have to do some mental math to get us there i have a perfect reason every day of my life to not exercise do you know what i mean there's endless material
1: i think that's going to be really interesting to the listeners Ella, because i wouldn't know that about you i i assume that if you do triathlons, and you have thighs like that, then you must be one of those people that just bounce out of bed and can't wait for a run.
0: I bet those people exist. I bet there are a couple listening. I love the feeling after I really enjoy the during the before. No, like I'm not supercharged to go do that. There's nothing in me that wakes up in a day is like, let's go do this. I mean, that might happen once a year. And it's usually a result of way too much caffeine. That's essentially it. <laughs>
1: Okay, so maybe actually this whole show should just be take too much caffeine.
0: It's it's married sex. It's like the putting the trainers on, putting the shoes on and getting yourself in the car and getting yourself to the gym. That's mm-hmm. the exhausting part. The doing it is great and fun and so is after. <laughs> <laughs> you can work out that metaphor on your own. I know that I like it. I know that taking care of myself feels good. And yet I'm still not hyper motivated to just go and do it. I still have to do the mental thing. But what she's doing is she is shooting herself in the foot before she even gets started, which we all do. By the way, I'm not picking on you hates exercise, because she is going into this with I have to I should I need to force myself. It's all related to the fact that she doesn't like the way that she looks like I just want to pull that endless cycle apart.
1: Yeah, for me, actually, one of the first things that happened when I started working out hard and regularly, when I actually made it stick, was that it stopped being associated with my appearance. It just became this thing that I do. It, and, and that, I think, really helps, actually. It's a bit, for anybody that struggled with food, you know, the, as soon as you can disassociate what you eat with your appearance, you know, if every time you put something in your mouth, it's about your self-esteem, that's never going to be nice. Like, that's never going to work well. And separating those two things is, is a radical brain shift.
0: That is literally my journey. I started exercising in a gym or trying to run. I couldn't run a mile when I was 23 years old. I was just doing it because I felt like I had to. And then when I, and to change my shape. And then when I discovered triathlon or it discovered me, I was doing triathlon training because I loved it and I loved the sport and I loved the community that I was in and it was super fun. And I stopped exercising. I only trained. That was my mental shift, by the way. And yeah. that was a huge shift for me because I became an athlete in my life late 20s that's never a word that I used for myself so I changed my identity by falling in love with something
1: absolutely I, th- I think that was a key part of it for me I just wanted to flag you know if someone is listening and thinking oh well that's great for Tilly but actually no, I don't have that option It's not that. It was that for me, but it will be a million other things for you. And I just didn't bother doing anything because of an all or nothing attitude until this point. So many of us have this all or nothing attitude where it's like become a complete gym bunny or do nothing. I'm really working on that. I'm really trying to learn that a little bit is very different to all or nothing and that lasting change is slow and it's iterative. It, it builds and it includes a ton of false starts. Like, honestly, I think I might have a decade of false starts around exercise on me. We all fantasize about radical change, but radical change only happens in the past tense. Radical change is something that we say in stories when we're like, and then I realized blah, and I started doing raw," And it just doesn't work like that because it's much messier. And it's a backward, forward, A to B to C, back to D thing, because people are messy and life's messy.
0: Radical change only happens in the past tense.
1: Yes, exactly. So there are stories that go, and then I stopped spending time with people that weren't kind to me, or then I decided to quit my job and open a tea shop. I don't know. But, but, but those,
0: those <laughs> I, don't, sorry, I don't know where
1: that one came from.
0: <laughs> Hashtag tea for life. Okay, go on.
1: <laughs> the point is, it's never that moment. It's the bunch of messy false changes for the decade before that moment. Like there is no moment, you know?
0: I know we so want there to be a moment and it's so hard to buy into iterative change. Tilly and I talk about this all the time, you guys, and about how we're convinced when we're young that life is some linear journey and you just kind of go up, 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 and then maybe you drop down and then you go back up, but it's a line graph, right? And the truth is, it's like cooked spaghetti. It's a mess and you iterate through change. And then when you fail, you're still sort of failing forward and you're farther along than you were back when you started.
1: Failing forward. Exactly. It's not that big radical decision or that the, the program you signed up for or whatever, it, it's that moment where you ask a friend to sit in the garden instead of going to the pub or, 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 or the evenings that you go to bed an hour early instead of watching another episode of something. Every one of those tiny little moments, well, it accumulates to become where you want to go. Failing forward. It's a lovely phrase, Ella. Yes.
0: All right. Hates exercise. We want you to examine your language. We want you to speak in choices instead of in circumstances. Your circumstances aren't that you can't exercise. Your choices are that you choose not to exercise or you choose not to move your body that day. So look at your language. The second thing is we're going to reframe. You're not hacking your body. You're doing something good that feels good. What feels good to you? And the third thing is it to something you love. Tilly, I love your story. I love, I'm still just picturing you like with a laptop on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. I love that idea. And finally, change is iterative. We all want the magic bullet. We all want that radical change. But truth is, all we can do is show up and take the step that day. And the next day, you're one foot farther than you were the day before. Hey guys, did you know that you can send me a question via voicemail? That's right. Just go to onairwithella.com and click on record a message. You can leave your question via voicemail so I can play it on the air. Or if you don't want me to, we'll just read it. Either way, we won't share your name, but we'd love to play questions in your own voice. So go to onairwithella.com, record a message. Otherwise, just email your questions to justask at onairwithella.com. All right, here we go with question number two. Change Lifestyle says, I have been on a self-development journey and changed my lifestyle in quite a radical way. I have read that one of the best ways to improve your habits is to hang out with people who do things that support your goals. The thing is, I love my friends, particularly one girlfriend, but my friends all smoke and drink a lot and mostly socialize with alcohol as a central theme. Do I have to give up my friends because I'm giving up my bad habits? Woo, this is a good one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is a really interesting one to me. Friendships are massively important, but I, I too am a bit of a people pleaser, which I think is one of the themes that's lying under this question. Because if I go on holiday with people who are real foodies, then I start eating what they eat and I gain weight. And and if I go on holiday with people, well, I don't know, like when I travel with you, Ella, like, I mean, I end up feeling amazing because you keep making me move my ass and eat well. <laughs> And and so so the listener's right. You can't underestimate the impact that people around you have on you, but that's not the end of the story. Otherwise, she's going to have no friends and friendship's important.
0: Okay. So this is obviously a delicate balance between being like the jerk who's like, well, I've discovered myself. Bye. <laughs> but your environment is critical to your success. So, you know, you hear things like you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, you know.
1: No, there is there is substantial evidence to say that, Ella. Um, But I don't think that means she has to cut her friends off. I mean, not at all, because seeing your friends as potentially polluting and destructive to you is is really not a healthy approach to friendship.
0: At the same time, like you, you've got to be realistic. If you're trying to drink less, I think it's near impossible to go spend time with people who are socializing primarily over drinking. Or if you're trying to, let's just say you're trying to like stop gossiping. If you're trying to change the way you experience the world, sometimes you have to take yourself out of that environment in order to form new habits, be stronger in that identity before you can sort of test your skills back with the group that had sort of the old environment, if you will.
1: But she's seeing this as a push issue when it could be a pull issue, because if you can catch unhealthy behaviors of other people, then surely it follows that they can catch healthier behaviors off you. So she could experiment and turn that negative goal, you know, to avoid what they're doing into a positive goal where, where she can share some of the things she's doing.
0: I love that you're saying that she's looking at this as a push issue and it could be a pull issue. I have to say this relies on your ability to sort of resist temptations. And if you're in that vulnerable stage and your habits aren't formed yet, you still might need some distance like, is she going to be strong enough right now to go back and transpose or project her healthy habits on her old friends?
1: It's a fair point. Yes, she could be the one that influences them, but but groupthink is really powerful. And one thing I would say is, for example, the drinking example, if she's going to be hanging out with a bunch of drinkers, she's unlikely to, to get a good response from, hey, guys, let's go to yoga instead. Okay. <laughs> I, I, that, but one may be possible. I bet there's one in that group that she could persuade to meet her for hot yoga on a Tuesday night instead.
0: Oh, I get that. And I mean, honestly, community is incredibly important to habit building. So environment matters critically, but also community is incredibly important to habit building. So yeah, there's probably some gray area here, right? That she needs to negotiate where she's like, this is where I need to set a boundary, but she doesn't need to run screaming away from her friends
1: no no and it may well be that it's because these are new changes you know we all know that personal change isn't a one and done and it's it's something you do rather than something you have, in a sense. So if she's moved towards a healthier way of spending her time, that's not a fixed achievement. It's something she's doing right now. But she needs to protect that and nurture it and look after it. But I think she needs to stop seeing it as such a blanket approach and work out the corners of that social world that she can be a positive influence in. That's really my take on this.
0: But do you think she she does need to take a time out from like just the social bar scene if she's trying to change her lifestyle a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think it's fair that not not dropping the friends so much, but dropping the environment the friend's in. And there are some that won't want to venture out the bar. And you may find that there's a bit of a gap in your relationship with them for a while until you're really secure in your new lifestyle.
0: That's actually a way she could, could explain it to them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I really want to see you, but I don't want to go to the bar.
1: That seems a very valid and reasonable thing to say.
0: She can separate environment from community You can make separate choices about both. But I love how these two themes come together, the hates exercise and the change lifestyle, because it's not zero or 150 percent. Like there's so much room for gray here.
1: Ella, I think what we're saying here is radical change doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's an iterative process. And as she's moving into a healthier lifestyle, she will be gently changing the way she relates to some of her friends. And that will be positive in some ways and might mean moving away from some a little in other ways. It's not a radical drop all your friends scenario.
0: And you decide, change lifestyle, where the boundaries are for you, what you're ready for, what you're not ready for. But don't put the pressure on your new change lifestyle. Like this too can be an iterative process. Today's show is brought to you by you. That's right. We're listener supported if you've ever asked how to support the show wherever you are in the world, this is how you can put a tip in the tip jar at patreon.com the On Air with Ella page, that's patreon.com slash On Air with Ella. Listeners give everything from a dollar or a pound to more. That one dollar, that one pound may not be much to you, but when you all come together, it adds up and it definitely helps offset the cost of producing the show and hosting the show so consider becoming a patron today details can be found in the show notes I always put a link in there or at patreon Com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N Patreon.com On Air with Ella. Thanks, guys. Okay, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.